There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos Of course It is Thursday So it means it's time For our Thursday Trends episode And on today's show We have my guy He's a singer, songwriter And producer Whose new single Really Good Day Is out everywhere right now Larito, how we feeling, bro? Yo, what's up, man? How you feeling? <laughs> I'm doing great, bro. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course. Pleasure to be here. Of course, man. We were, we were talking before that, uh, man, it's been literally like three years since I've seen you. In 2019, we did my EP release party um, and you performed at that. And I think that was the last time I saw you. Florida. In basement, good yes. old times. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, it's been a minute, but it's, it's good to see you, bro. I know you've been been doing your thing I, I checked out the new video it's really dope so we'll uh, we'll get into all of that man but if it's cool with you i want to start with some some current events and just kind of get your, your take a little bit fuck yeah dude let's do it cool man so listen we're we're gonna get into a, a few things on today's show we'll we'll do a deep dive in our for the people in the back segment on this terrible terrible shooting that happened in illinois which i know man just it, unfortunately seems like such a regular occurrence um in, in this country and it really speaks to the current state of our country. So we'll, we'll dive into that. And then I want to just kind of move on from the, the heavier stories a bit and let's just have a, a more extended me hint this segment where we 
focus in on some positive things that are happening in our community. So we'll talk about a new Supreme Court ruling and what it means for people crossing the the Mexican border seeking asylum. And we'll also touch on a, a big win that protesters had over the holiday in Puerto Rico. So we'll get into all of that. Now, we won't have a Ask a Gringo segment for today's show. I normally would kind of just give you guys the floor to talk about this this tragedy. But I think at this point, we've we've vented enough and we know how everybody feels uh, about these things. And it's just terrible, terrible to see. So we'll skip over that for today's show. So with that said, man, let's uh, let's just dive into this heavy story in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, man. So I, I want to first start with uh, a reel that I saw on your Instagram when you were dressed up as an alien for the video. Oh, you, you said, and I quote, when you've been planning Earth's downfall, but humans already destroying it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this was in reference to Roe v. Wade, um, which I, I talked about on, on the last show. But Man, we it just feels like it doesn't stop, right? As, as we're coming off of July 4th weekend here, we have another mass shooting in Illinois. Right. Um, you had a, a, a 21-year-old dude who's uh, charged in the killing of seven people at a 4th of July parade. And this guy climbed yeah. onto a rooftop and, and he used a high-powered uh, rifle to, to shoot dozens of bullets into a, a parade. And this is in a, a Chicago suburb now. Surprise, surprise, he legally purchased the gun that he used for this. Um, and and this is despite having received two troubling reports about him. And I want to quickly read those. Now, they're saying in April 2019, someone actually called the police on him, saying that he attempted suicide. And then a few months later, officers seized several knives from him after a relative reported that he planned to, quote, kill everyone months after those encounters. And then, you know, what what does a, a person do after that? Well, his father then sponsors uh, this same individual's uh, application for a permit to get uh, guns. And this, he, his father co-sponsored a permit that he needed to get two guns. He was then approved for that permit. And he then uh, purchased serv- several weapons, which included at least two rifles. And, and they're saying uh, one of those rifles is the one that he used as a, a murder weapon. It's a semi-automatic Smith & Wesson rifle. Right. It feels like every week, man, it doesn't stop. It's another thing that we have to share on Instagram and voice our, our outrage. I mean, you're, you're a citizen of this, of this country. You're, you're a right. human being who sees all this, man. I mean, what, what do you think when you, you see yet another, another story? How does it affect you? I mean, like, it's... It- a lot of the stuff, like you said, it just, it just really, it's just fucking crazy, man. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. And I'm not like, even I remember like, even during like the pandemic during like 2020 and I used to go like when the whole George Floyd, that protest started happening. I was yeah. very involved with that. I was very involved with like, um, even like Newark and like the community. Yeah. Um, and then going just to like, and I kind of, um, it's on my Instagram actually, but I kind of just like took that opportunity to kind of like explore like a visually like taking photographs. So I went to like a Patterson one, a Clifton one. I went to the uh, DC protest that was Martin Luther King Jr. the third's like mm-hmm. uh, anniversary of his speech. Yeah. Um, I have a dream speech, and and you know, um, just coming from there up until now, and it, it 
it's just like fit. And we were just talking about it like right now where it kind of feels like, you know, the last few years have kind of like skipped in a yeah. sense. Yep. And, and to me, like the way I think about it, you know, it's just like, I feel like I only remember like the, those really like those, or at least I try to not remember those really like shitty parts of those yeah. years. Cause it feels like those are the parts that kind of stick out, whether it's yeah. like Trump, whether it's mass shootings, whether it's Roe v. Wade or the protests back, you know, three years ago, it's just like, it feels like this never ending um, cycle, or at least it feels like a different version of something that we're kind of like repeating or it is being repeated or history we're kind of repeating itself in a different, um, in a different way. So yeah. it's exhausting, man. Like personally, I'm exhausted. Personally, I, I'm so like, and I'm really trying hard to hard not to, because I think that's the battle is just like mm. trying not to be numb to a lot of this stuff that's happening right. as, as like, you know, human beings that, that should care about other human beings lives. You know, it's kind of one of those things that it happens so often that we don't even get a chance to process right. what is happening. Right. Um, Cause it's happening. Like you said, like since 4th, 4th of July, there was like one after the other. After yeah. It's like within the same 24 hours. So right. Right. It's a lot, man. It's exhausting. It's exhausting for me. I try to like block it out. And then when I deal with it, I, I kind of deal with it when I have to talk about it, like with you, like you kind of yeah. bringing it up. Um, and I just like, or with like my friends or stuff, when we want to have like a conversation or like an intellectual conversation, where we're not like, you know, uh, just being all over the place and kind of having like a civilized conversation. Right. Um, those are the times when I like to talk about it. Cause it's like, it's a lot, it's a lot yeah. to process. It's a lot. And sometimes we don't even, like I said, we don't even get a chance to process it. So. Yeah, it, it it's scary, you know, that that we don't even really process it. Right. Because myself included, I, I was on Instagram seeing, you know, the breaking news happening, you know, because, of course, that's where, you know, we're getting our quickest news so- sources, is social right. media, yeah. you know, which is weird in itself. But, you know, it, it's it's like one of those things where I compartmentalize like, OK, this is terrible, but I'm going to I'll read about it, you know, uh, next week, you know, during the week. Yeah. right? I don't want to deal with it right now. And and I, I almost feel ashamed saying that, but it's almost like mentally our subconscious is like guarding us from from dealing with it in that moment. Right. We're like we're because how many more of these can you go through? Right. You know, right. You, you bring up the George Floyd uh, murder, you know, and, and watching that video was so heartbreaking, you know, and and I think that that's why you saw the reaction that you did. You know, everybody was sitting at home and had no choice but to watch that. Right. You know, but then it's like, how many more of these can we sit there and watch and and not become numb to it? Unfortunately, you know, and yeah. and it it's sad, and and it it just speaks to how normal this is becoming in our society, and that's just so scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the fact that it we're able to numb ourselves to the fact that people went out to see a parade on July Fourth and yeah. and they were murdered. You know what I mean? That it it's, it, it, it's scary. And, and then to your point, when you talk about those protests, you know, and I remember you being super active in it and, you know, we were all talking about it. Sure. It, it's almost like this weird point in time where we thought a lot of change was going to happen because it seemed like people were activated, you know, people yeah. were voting and all this. And then it's just like, man, it, it, it feels like it's, it's almost gotten worse, you know? Right, right. Yeah. No, like, it's like you, I think around that time was really, it was an awesome time just for like, um, just for like people in general to kind of gather around something, people kind of admitting to uh being very passive when it came to like you know black lives matter yeah. or just like the police shootings with like um minority communities and stuff like that 
it was a great time for that. But the thing that pisses me off about that entire situation up until now is that we forgot about like a right. lot of people that I know personally, and even yeah. myself, I'm, I'm definitely like one of those people who kind of like became so numb, like you said, like yeah. I said, where um, it's almost like a defense mechanism now where it's like, all right, I'll deal with it when I deal with it. Yeah. Or I just won't deal with it at all because, right. you know, a lot of a lot of the stuff kind of feels inevitable. But like yeah. around that time, you know, friends and everything, everybody was active, everybody was trying to do something. And then it just like time kind of like let everything dissipate little yeah. by little. And then like more outrage, more things that we were finding out about, like, you know, Black Lives Matter, people buying like mansions and yeah. property and, you know, stuff like that, that kind of like yeah. piss people off. Yeah. And, and I understand like other people kind of like losing hope in a sense. Yeah. And that, and that kind of dissipating since the, that, that time. But, um, yeah, man, it's just like, a, how, how do you, how do you like do, you, how do you try not to say numb? Is this like this platform that you use? Like, a, cause I've been trying to kind of figure it out with like my music it's like yeah you know i i used to be very political with my music and i'm kind yeah. of like just straying away from that just for just so i don't have to deal with a lot mentally when it comes to the creative process but sure. like you with like a platform and something i've always wanted to do like even yeah. podcasting and stuff um is this like a platform that you use to kind of like vent and kind of like let that stuff out and kind of um uh, give you more opinions to kind of process it and give you hope or is this kind of like your uh your way of playing devil's advocate or something. I, I think, it, I, I, I mean, I always try and lean on the side of having hope, right? And, and keeping the faith that things will get better. I yeah. think for me, this has definitely become, you know, kind of like, it's, it's a necessary evil that I have to do. You know what I mean? Especially when you talk about marginalized communities like ours, you know, people of color, sure. you know, it's, it's necessary to make sure that the information that is important is getting to us in some way, shape or form, you know? So right. I've kind of taken on that burden and and, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't burn myself out at times. I'd be lying if I said there weren't days where I just didn't feel like doing it, you know, uh, and, and even in my own personal life, you know, if my girl wants to talk about this stuff, you know, because she's very intellectual and, and very into politics and, and societal issues. Yeah. You know, it's it's also at times exhausting for me to be able to have the conversation outside of my platform, you know, because I feel like. I, I kind of compartmentalize it almost now, you know, that's Absolutely. like what I was saying when I was, you know, flipping through Instagram, it was almost like, listen, I know I'm gonna have to talk about this. So I'm not going to like deal with it right now because I'm going to have to go through it and feel it all over again and read the specifics of it and hear the witnessed, you know, uh, horror stories and all that right. kind of stuff as a means to give people information and make sure they're up to date on stuff. So it's like I have to attack it when I can attack it and also give myself kind of a, a balanced break from it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's, and I give you props, man, because like, I don't know, like for the last year, I would say I've been very, very, uh, very quiet when it just comes to like world events and current events. This is probably mm -hmm. the most I've spoken about it in a long time, but sure. it's just like, uh, it's, it's hard to, like I said, it's hard to process a lot of things and it's hard to give yourself time when you're obviously trying to have like your own life and you're trying to do your right. own things. But um, I think that, I, I just think people like you, just like people who I know that kind of like almost inspire me when they're actually doing something good and actually talking about like shit that actually matters, um, especially within our community sure. um, that you're trying to like do. But, but yeah, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. I smoke a lot of weed, so <laughs> <laughs> it really helps with everything <laughs> as, as much as it possibly can. Um, I, I mean, you, you, we all got to have our, our thing to take us away from it. You know, I mean. With, with, with that in mind, 
we've talked about a really heavy story. I want to just kind of focus on some more positive things moving forward in today's show. So we'll do that in our Mihenta segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm going to just shift the positive stories for the rest of the show because I, I feel like it's just been so damn heavy as of late. Now, <laughs> one, one of those things, and, and this doesn't like, you know, this isn't a fix-all, but it is at least a sign of, of some moving in the right direction. Sure. You had uh, this last week, the Supreme Court ruled five to four, uh, allowing the Biden administration to end the Trump era remain in Mexico policy. And for anybody not familiar, this was a policy that was first uh, instated in 2019 that required asylum seekers coming to the U.S. to wait in Mexico until their day in court. And this was particularly troubling for anybody seeking asylum because they're obviously escaping really dangerous circumstances yeah. in their country. And then to have to wait there for some sort of court date in the future, their their lives and their families' lives are still at risk, obviously, in the meantime. 
Um, and, and they're saying it's unclear how soon, uh, you know, the Biden administration will repeal, repeal this, but they're, they're hoping that this will, you know, soon start to, to take effect, you know? Yeah. And, and you had the department of Homeland security, you know, um, saying that the prior administration's, uh, protocols, protocols had, uh, you know, endemic flaws and imposed unjustified human costs and right. pulled resources and personnel away from other priority efforts to secure our borders. Now, immigration is a is a really difficult beast to tackle. Obviously, there's a lot sure. of, a lot of different things. Um, but I think that, you know, while again, this doesn't solve everything. At least it begins to humanize and and you know take some of that burden away from those who are just you know searching for for a better life. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, you know, I I I personally. Uh, understand like the immigrant, um, the struggle, not being an immigrant myself, but like I work with a lot of immigrants and a lot of people, a lot of musicians actually, especially yeah. in, in Newark. Um, and uh, I just work with them just as musicians, just coming from like uh, South America yeah. and they're just making their way somehow to Newark and just playing music and figuring out a way to make a living just based off of that because whatever the situation was in their uh, in their homeland, Right. Um, and I think especially something like this, where, um, you know, it may be, it may not be what we, what a lot of people want as right. far as like the decision that Biden made, but it's just, like you said, it's a step in the right direction. And I think that we have, just have to continue that, like, you know, whether it's like something where you're, you're continuing the fight, you know, amongst the community where you don't have to necessarily, um, exploit them or right. do it the, the political way or do it the more social way and do it the more communal way. Um, and taking it to the courts and stuff like that. Um, so there's always a way, you know, I always try to find a way to help, you know, I work with a lot of Brazilians, so they, they're, they're just like some of the dopest people that I know. And I think yeah. that uh, they, they share, there's just similar, similar stories wherever you go, wherever you come from trying to Im- immigrate into like uh, America, seeking asylum mm. or seeking a better life, seeking stuff like that. They have that similar story. It's just like, you know, it's, uh, you know, it can be a, de- a, a, a difficult beast to tackle, but I think that uh, I try to look at the more humane part about it and just try to give people like a better, just a, just a better life. You know, that's what I care about for, for that. Yeah. I mean, that and, and that's what this, this country was founded on. Right. You know, and, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's just because they're brown they're Then now it's like, uh, you know, frowned upon that they're coming over here. Right. But you know, Let's be real. You had people, you know, escaping the potato famine, you know, and and things like that. Right. But, you know, because they were they were white, they were accepted with open arms. And and because, you know, these are our brown people, people of color, you know, there's all types of racial stereotypes that are in connotations that are associated with them, you know, and and uh, things that are purposely done to make us seem less human, you know, Uh, and, and, and that's the 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 problem, you know, and. And when you, you know, install policies like this one and there's a million other, you know, different ones and, and different, you know, ways that they're obviously treated at the border. It's sure. all just a means to dehumanize these people and make it seem like they're here to kind of just freeload off of the backs of what we've, you know, what uh, quote unquote Americans have built, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's just a ridiculous sentiment. Again, that's just like, you know, uh, fueled in, in racism and all kinds of tropes that, that go along with that. Exactly. And also the fact that a lot of what this country is built on is built on the backs of immigrants, both right. literally, yeah. physically, spiritually, right. psychologically. It's built on the backs of brown and black people. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of what, 
what this country experiences just as like a culture because it's multi it's a multicultural you know uh, uh, just a lovely mixed soup of yeah. people and yeah. you have uh and you have just so many like you this is why i just can't understand and i can't like fathom the idea of coming or being told that america is like a place where it is full of hope and it's well, not hope but like it's filled with like the, the it gives you the idea of the american dream and right. that idea is that when you come here you can make it da, da, da. but obviously just like it's almost like a i kind of compare it to uh me going to uh high school uh, i'm sorry going to college yeah. Coming out of coming out of high school, when they tell you, "Ah, don't worry about financial aid. Don't worry about all that stuff. Money's <laughs> gonna come. It's gonna pay for itself. You're gonna get a great job." Right. While right. like half the mm-hmm. countries in fucking like shambles and unemployment yeah. and like people coming out of college and all yeah. all this stuff. So it's like you know, and and I and I could understand even like the, you know, the uh, I guess I don't know what sentiment it is, but I'm gonna call it the white power sentiment, where sure. the where the people are just not like, uh, oh, well, we can take care of this. A group of people why can we take care of our own people and i'm just mm-hmm. like that to me makes no sense because you've been helped your entire fucking life number right. one and number two it's i don't think it's taking away from anybody that a pe- some a group of people want a better life in this country while right. you've had that opportunity yes but that's where i fall that's where i fall that stuff, so. well i mean that and, but all that stuff is is uh, lies you know what i mean like stop lying idea- yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the idea that there's not, that you know our resources are being depleted because of immigrants and things like that. It's like, bro, you just you're sending billions of dollars to the Ukraine at the drop of a hat, right? Like, right. You, you, there's money whenever you want there to be money. And if you cared so much about Americans, then why are you know places like Flint, Michigan, still without clean drinking water? You know what for, I mean? For it, years, it, right? Like, like it's all just hypocrisies of like this idea of American patriotism, but it's all propaganda, you know. If yeah. there's one one thing America is great at, it's marketing. You know what I mean? America has, yeah. has a great PR team. You know, it, it's all this like American propaganda that we're pushing that really doesn't mean much at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't doesn't actually have, uh, you know, much meat on the bone when you really break it down. You know, it's just it's just strange, man. It's just like it's a strange thing to live in a country where um, everything that it says it is, it's not. And I think mm-hmm. more and more people are starting to realize that as time goes on and as more things start popping up. Right. Especially now, it's like yeah. uh, it, it's very hard to be an American right now. Like it's it's super hard. And I just came back from Sweden mm. and it's it's so it's an interesting thing to see how other people view America because they're viewing it from a very small lens because we're sure. not given the same, um, the same, actually we are, they, you know, it's social media is different because social media, you can follow people from throughout the world, but as right. far as like propagandic news, national yeah. media, different things are being told. So it's, it's very interesting when I see people like, Oh my God, you're from New York. Oh, I want to go to New York so bad. I was just right. like, it's beautiful there and that, and I'm just like, man, let me tell you, you go to New York, <laughs> It's going to smell like piss. And <laughs> it's like Sweden smells beautiful. It smells yeah. clean. It's like you go to, you, you go on Newark airport and you get yeah. off the plane in Stockholm and it's just like fresh air. And then you, when you get back, it's like, oh, you just, it's the difference is you could tell. Um, right. But the, but the point is, is that um, I think people's, the world's view of America is not great right now. And it right. hasn't been for a very long time. And we keep pushing the narrative that we're the shit. Right, and I can admit that we're not. I'll tell anybody in the world, we ain't shit. Yeah. This, this, this. There's people. There, are a select group of people that are, but the the the, the small percentage of our government and what whoever runs this fucking country and yeah. whatever it is, it's like 
it's all trash, man. It's fucking oligarchy at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, and it, it it's funny because that those those statements that you're saying, uh, the other side would say you're being unpatriotic, but. But it's like, bro. Well, then you're also you... storming the Capitol. What do you right, mean? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of my face. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't add up. Like the math doesn't doesn't add up. You know. And it, yeah. and it's like you know you can you're gonna ride the the patriotism into the ground basically, right? You you're gonna ride this idea of I love America so much it's the greatest place on earth until it dwindles away into you know a shell of, of what it was supposed to be, right? Exactly. Yes. And that that's just a, a sad thing of people not wanting to to face reality. Now I'm loving the the conversation. I think now is a good time, though, to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So. When things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, we are back. Now, the the last thing I want to touch on is is in Puerto Rico. Both of us are are Puerto Rican. Uh so this this touches close to home. I know you've probably been seeing a bunch of the 
protests that have been going on throughout Puerto Rico, um, be it the gentrification, be it the beaches, you know, uh, being built on and, and privatized, even though it's illegal, uh, you know, by by Puerto Rican uh, laws. Yeah. So you had in, in Rincon, and this is after a year of, of protesting and occupying the beach, uh, you had environmental justice activists destroying parts of an illegal construction uh, a condominium that was was being built on the beach in Rincon. And and last year, basically, the, the, the foundation of all of this is that last year, an environmental uh, group of, of justice activists found that uh, sea turtles that are endangered were laying their eggs on this on this beach and that the condominium was actually building a pool right on that same area. Yeah. And and this heightened all sorts of uh, news media outlets to cover it because the protests broke out because they, they found out that the the condo developers did not actually do an environmental research that they were supposed to on this before building. The permits were given illegally and it actually went all the way up to uh, the, the Supreme Court and it ruled that they had 120 days to destroy this condo. And of course, they ended right. up not destroying it, people protesting. And now uh, you had protesters actually taking it upon themselves over the weekend to begin destroying the condominium themselves. Um, and and the irony is here you you have this corruption because it, it's sadly happening everywhere where, uh, you know, not to point fingers, but the governor of Puerto Rico, apparently his brother has an apartment in this condominium. Right. Uh, you know, which many points to that might be the reason why it took so long for them to, to handle this. Um, you had police resistance at first to pe- people were getting arrested for merely protesting on this thing. And it was said behind closed doors, protesters hearing the police say we're illegally arresting these people. We shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, and, and then eventually they had no choice but to allow people to start destroying this. And it seems like now the ball is 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 rolling on all of this. But um, personally, as a as a Puerto Rican, things like this scare me because it seems yeah. like more and more of our culture is being stripped away to big money. Right. To to the, the person with the with the highest bid, essentially, you know, and and I've talked about this a lot when you look at a place like Hawaii, where the locals mm-hmm. from Just Hawaii. Yeah, are being priced out of their own, you know, land. You you have stories of the people who who work at these hotels, the locals who work at these hotels, some of whom have to sleep in their own car because they can't actually afford to live uh, right. in the area where they they work. I mean, you know, you you hear these stories about everything going on in Puerto Rico. I'm sure you have ties to the island as well. I mean, I'd love to hear kind of your your perspective. Well, I mean, I've been in. I mean, I was going to say like ever since Hurricane Maria, really. Yeah. That's kind of like you know. Um, because I remember I was very involved with Hurricane Maria because I had been in contact with the church out there in um, Carolina mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just contacting through Facebook and trying to trying to get like supplies out there, doing like charity stuff for them. And um, and uh, like even and I think I even went there like before the pandemic, like 2019, like the summer and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> even visiting like you still go to those places where Hurricane Maria is so hit, even on yeah. I didn't even go to the west side of the island, but they, right. I think they got it the worst. Yeah. And, um, and just like the, the fact that there are still, uh, like rubble and, and, mm-hmm. and people's houses destroyed and communities destroyed. And then its own government letting billionaires buy property. Yeah. Cause that's, cause that's what it is, right? It's right. really just about trying to own as much property as possible. Yeah. And, um, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like what they try to do to Cuba and kind of turn it into like a tourist attraction, resort, right. casinos and all this stuff. And it's kind of what's happening to uh, Puerto Rico. It's being mm-hmm. 
being turned into a, a you know a gentrified island and also yeah. becoming a tax haven for billionaires to right. buy property and not buy pay property taxes and shit yeah. or any tax. Um, yeah. and and like because uh, you know like who was who was the guys uh, the um, the brothers uh, they do that shit. Oh, uh, the Paul brothers, Logan yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah. Jake Paul, Logan yeah. Paul. You know they're doing the same thing over there as well. Um, right. So it's 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 very hard to. Um, you know, it's very hard to like comprehend that it's even actually that's happening because, yeah. you know, I have family there and they've been there for years and years and years and they've seen it's, and it's kind of, it's kind of crazy too, because they see a decline with Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. but then it's like, we're being shown like the island of Puerto Rico and like right, the right, bad right. bunny and, yeah, you yeah. know, people putting whatever they put on Instagram and Yunque, yeah. uh, La Placita and like Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, right. reggaeton, reggaeton, reggaeton. That's what all people <laughs> see. But once right. they go to the island, either yeah. they don't care or yeah. it's like really fucked up. Like it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's so, um, you know, my mom talks about it all the time. She, you know, she has like all her family that's still over there. They always talk about it. And it's weird because they don't even, you know, they'll talk about like shit is bad over there, but they won't never admit to it being like that bad where they can't like, you know, live and survive and have like a life over there, you know? Right. Even though I know like they kind of like secretly want to, but it's like, they don't have any place else to go. So it's sure. like they kind of have to be, and it's fucked up to even say, but they kind of have to be very, um, uh, you know, what's the word? Uh, complacent with like, right, everything right. that's going on just so they can have a life. Right. Um, so it's tough. It's tough to, it's, it's tough to watch it, especially like I'm, I, you know, I'm New Yorican, but <clears throat> you know, all my family, most of my family's from there. I didn't grow up in Puerto Rico, but I feel like, you know, just through, through creativity, through music and just learning about culture, you know, you, like, I'm sure you, you relate to the same thing. It's just like, once yeah. you, once you find out about like your ancestors and, yeah. and everything that Puerto Rico is actually about, sure. you know, you, you grow attached to it. You grow very, like, it's like, that's, you know, that's like your heart. That's, in, you know, and, um, for me, it's like, it's heartbreaking. So I try to keep it alive in my own way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I hopefully, hopefully it gets better. I really do. I really hope. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, the only thing that the thing that gives me hope to a degree is st- stories like this one. It's the younger generation who is now taking into their own hands to protest and be mm-hmm. incredibly vocal. Right. And mm-hmm. definitely, you know, the the older generation has kind of put their hands up and said, this is life and it is what it is. Right. You right. know, and, and that that's sort of the, the sad thing, you know, but but like I said, I think you are seeing it with this younger generation where at least they're showing the willingness to fight, which I think is a, a, a beautiful thing. Absolutely. But, but the, the the tough part is, you know, their own government isn't concerned with protecting them, right? Isn't concerned with with protecting the, the people of there. They're not the priority, right? They want right. to bring in these high end investors. They want to bring in, you know, high end vacationers and 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 then people living on the island, like you said, the, the tax haven that it is, it right. is meant to bring in these these wealthy people that essentially don't want to actually interact with the local aspect of Puerto Rico, right? They 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 have these uh, places in Dorado, which is, if I'm not mistaken, where the the Logan Paul has his house. Right. But they're these gated communities that have their own grocery stores, their own restaurants. You know, they don't need to leave the the resort essentially and yeah. interact with the local community. Exactly. You know, so so with that kind of stuff, it's they're, they're pricing out the the people of Puerto Rico. And, and to your point, when it comes to Maria, you had a lot of people that were forced to abandon their homes because it was yeah. nothing left essentially, right? And My then, family, yeah, w- yeah. What does that set up? You see. Investors come in. Oh, I can buy this property uh, in paradise, essentially for ten grand, and then just invest, you know, you know, fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars, and turn it into an Airbnb. 
you know that and that's what they're they're doing you know and then yeah. that what what happens is the locals have nowhere to live now they can't rent you know they can't afford to rent in, in puerto rico in a in a decent area or they can't afford to buy a house i mean uh you know i've been looking at, at, at property down there and, and my family has and like the competition level down there is insane if they're talking about you know two hundred thousand dollar houses and they're only accepting cash offers well the who the hell can who the hell can just easily throw out 200 grand like that right it's not going to be the locals yeah. down there who are already making you know salaries that are, are beneath them you know it's going to be rich people from out here rich white people who are going to come and and you know take away the the culture inevitably if they you know enough of them move out there essentially yeah and i, I just i i, I and it's hard to like comprehend people who don't even view uh like you know Puerto Rico as a and I think that's the the issue right they don't view Puerto Rico as like a state or a part right. of America when we sure. Puerto Ricans influence so much of of you know east and the west coast south yeah. all throughout the country as do um you know like many many uh cultures and stuff but like Puerto Rico specifically is that one place that everybody will go to but they will not consider it uh, a part of the United States because they'll say, right. oh, it's territory, oh, it's commonwealth, whatever you want to right. call it. But it's a territory. It's like fucking Guam. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's, and, uh, these are American citizens at the end of the day. Like it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, yeah. but they don't have the representation, right? The same representation that we went to war for, uh, you know, in the Revolutionary War, you know, right. Puerto Ricans are being faced with the same thing. They can't vote for president, but they right. can eat, but they can be drafted into fighting for the war, right? You know, uh, and, and Puerto Ricans don't pay uh, the same taxes we pay here, but they do contribute to certain things, you know, like 401ks and, and, and things of that nature, you know. Right. Um, you know, so so it, it's it's again, it's taxation without representation, which is what this country was founded upon. But the irony <laughs> is people people don't want to, you know, support the, these people in the same way, you know, which we saw with the delayed uh, help when it came to Maria. You know, it was the locals exactly. that rebuilt their island for themselves. And, and you know, the U.S. Uh, was holding, you know, withholding those funds. Yeah, and it was the locals who also found those, those warehouses throughout the island that yes. were keeping in food and keeping yep. it away from the people because because yep. that's what because that's what essentially controls the people. It's fucking right. you know food and water when they don't have it. Um, right. right. Well, even when you talk like I was reading this book and it's something crazy. It's like ninety something percent of all the food in Puerto Rico is imported, and that's because mm. of like the way that you know uh u.s has it set up that like the ports and the food and anything shipped has to hit a u.s port first then go to the island right exactly what 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 happens things become more expensive because the taxes get added on now instead of it going directly to the people and the Mm -hmm. u.s wants to you know make their their money by having their goods brought into the island rather than puerto rico you know uh creating its its own goods you know so it's just exactly vicious cycle that that is hurting the people you know over and over again because they know if Puerto Rico was able to access, like if they became its own independent, like state or country yeah. or whatever, yeah. their ability to import and export throughout the world, it's called, yeah. they call, they didn't take over that island for no reason. They didn't, right, they right. didn't colonize these, this fucking island for no reason. They right. knew what they were doing because they know that that was support between, uh, between the West and the East yeah. of the earth. And so it's like, uh, so. So yeah, it's a it's a business thing. It's a money grab. It's a right. it's they, America knows if they lose that territory, they lose a lot of money. And at right. the end of the day, all this shit is just about how much money are you going to lose and how much are you you know, it's just it, it's all about. It's oh, all, it, it all always comes down to money and power at the end of the day, man. Exactly. Um, so last thing I wanna I wanna talk about is I know you just dropped a video for your your single really good day. I I checked it out. Really dope. Really yes. creative. 
Thank you, man. You are uh, you are made up as an alien and running around the streets of New York, which I thought was <laughs> was super dope. I mean, let let let's talk about this because it's um. I think you've been challenging yourself, which I've always appreciated to make different kinds of records, right? I think yeah. you, you started out with a more traditional Latin sound in some of the records and then now you're doing this fusion of like Spanglish lyrics and then this one almost has like some drum and bass type of feels to it, which is really dope. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, let, let, let's kind of just talk about first and foremost the vibe of, of Really Good Day and, and creating it. Yeah, so Really Good Day was, um, I, I forgot the name of the song, but it's a Drake song, but it's one where he has like the tambourine. Uh-huh. With, uh, I forgot the name of the damn song, but it was very, it was inspired by that. And it's going to bother yeah. me now that I can't remember the name of the song. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's so. I'll, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um, but um, I was inspired by that song and it kind of, I saw that it had like a drum and bass kind of like feel to it, like you pointed out. And I really, yeah. I really, you know, with me, it's like, I, you're right. I went from like the traditional Latin stuff and I kind of was trying to do more experimentation and trying to explore more stuff. And I feel yeah. like um, through going through that whole process, I'm learning like my sound more. I kind of thought yeah. I figured out my sound, but I feel like, oh shit, there's this whole other like, you know, other thing that I can do with my music that yeah. I, that for me personally, I want to listen to first. Yeah. Um, and I, and I also, in a sense, kind of want to like, uh, I don't want to be stereotyped. And I, you know, I work with a company right now called Epidemic Sound and, um, you know, they help me with like the, uh, distributing like my music and like, yeah. we kind of have like a partnership together where, uh, we're helping each other pretty much release and brand myself as an artist. Sure. And, um, they allow me to experiment a lot, which is something I've, you know, I've never had like the opportunity to do. And, um, so yeah, go all out. So I've been trying just a bunch of different things and trying not to be, necessarily stereotyped to a Puerto Rican Latin artist who only right, does right. Spanish and reggaeton and urban Latin Latino music. Yeah. Um and I I think my goal right now is to how can I take this style that I kind of like developed and kind of learning from like Puerto Rico or from yeah. New York and kind of like taking into other genres like drum and bass right. or like a I did like I did like a K pop a K-pop record that was, I was speaking Spanish, Korean, and English. <laughs> and, and it was, it, it was weird, but it was cool. And, yeah. um, it's out now. Uh, but, but, um, yeah, it all came it, and it all kind of like circled back to something like really good day, which was just another, um, another example of me just trying to like do something that clearly not everybody else is doing. Sure. And, and, um, and to just do something that, uh, that I want to hear really at the end of the day, it was really just something I wanted to, to listen to it because I've never heard it before. So it was cool yeah. to do it. That's that usually when, when like the best stuff happens, you know, when you're just creating the records that you want to hear, you exactly. know, that, that, that's usually when, when it's the it kind of ends up being some of your best work. I mean, I think it, it's dope though, because, you know, obviously there is a notion of what, what Latin music is. Right. But I also yeah. think there's a really incredibly underrated uh, alternative Latin scene, you know, that yeah. is kind of bubbling up right now, you know, and and I think there's something really, really dope about it. I mean, there's a a number of artists like I feel like I just randomly run through like a lot of really cool independent artists on Spotify through mm-hmm. random alternative playlists and stuff like that. But yeah. even somebody like Danny Ocean is having a really big moment right now and, and he's doing like a rock Latin sound. Okay. Um, you know, Raul Alejandro, obviously, he he does some of the typical stuff, but also experiments a bit more than, than, you know, a lot of artists. And then obviously even Bad Bunny on this new one sure. has experimented with, with certain things and has features from acts like the Marias and people like that yeah. exist in more of that alternative world. So I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, yep. 
I mean, I, I think if there's really something bubbling up right now that it, it is really dope with like the Latin alternative scene and like is going to bring a new flavor to like a, a genre of music that's been pretty stale for, for a long time. Yeah, and I, I, I completely agree because I think what, what trap and drill is to America uh, yeah. or just parts of America is what Latin music is to, is what I get thrown is to like most Latin countries and, you know, sure. throughout the world. So, um, so it's, it, it's, I see it too. And I think it's yeah. interesting. And I think it kind of like started around when I, when I started listening to like, I mean, there was other people like, you know, there's, um, I, I love, um, uh, the songwriter, Natalia La Furcada. She's a Mexican songwriter. Mm. Um, and like, you know, people like that or, uh, Daniel Numestas Matando, which is another kind of like, they call themselves like, uh, indie or, or, Bolero Glenn. That's what they call it. Sure, sure. And, and it's like, uh, that stuff draw, I'm drawn to that stuff so much. And, yeah. and the thing that Spanish music and Latin music is always going to have in common most of the time is it's going to be about love. It's going to have romance and right. it's going to have those aspects of the music. So I think, you know, listening to that music over and over again with reggaeton, I kind of yeah. got bored of it. I'm kind of tired of it. I could do it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, all right. I feel like this has been like since 1995 or, you know, right. like, you know, so it's like, what, what, what else can, where else can we take this? And I think like Bad Bunny, for example, he's just yeah. an amazing example of like what you can do with your mm. voice and yeah. putting it on something that you've never done before and making it just sound fire. Right. Raul, Raul Alejandro is the same way. When I heard that Senfocal for the first time, it's like this yeah. upbeat, like, you know, like electronic, like pop uh, mm. joint, but he had that that Puerto Rican like slang and the, like, right, right, right. I love, I love that shit. So a lot of that stuff I'm very inspired from. And you're going to see like in a lot of the future stuff that I do, um, like next year I'm going to have, I'm working on it for an album nice. that'll have un verano sin ti vibes, but yeah. with like, um, you know, I'm trying to like take it a very experiment a lot with like those sounds like drum and bass and shit like that. Um, love so it. yeah, I just, I'm, I love, I love the direction and I love the notoriety that Latin music is getting now. Yeah. Way more than, than ever yeah you know so people are catching on when i'm happy about that yeah no absolutely that's and last thing i'll say is literally i i've dj i like i've taken a break from djing but i dj'd a, a couple times last month and, okay and it's bad bunny and then throwbacks and that just shows you where the current climate is that like music a, at least american music has gotten so stale that yeah. even younger kids are, are want like people in their 20s are wanting songs from before they were even alive to really hear them <laughs> You yeah. know, on the radio. And then on the other side of that, Bad Bunny is the only like new thing that is just crushing, you know, in the in the clubs right now. So it's just shows anybody been listening to K Bush. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That just you know? shows you the drought that like English music has right. right now. And then just shows you the power of, of Bad Bunny and, and a lot of these other artists that we're talking about because they're the actual people pushing you know, uh, what it means to make great music in this time period right now. So I just right. think, to your point, yeah, Latin music right now is so interesting and it's getting finally the notoriety it deserves because it's truly, you know, bending genres and, and pushing, you know, what it means to, to make popular music these days, you know? Exactly. Um, and all right, man, I, I appreciate you. It's good to see you. Um, thank, let thank let you, people know, where can they follow you? Where can they check out the new music? Let, let them know what you got coming up. Um, so uh, you guys can find me uh, my Instagram at Lodito. Um, all Twitter handles, Facebook, all that stuff at Lodito, L A W D I T O. Um, just released a new music video, really good day. It's on YouTube. It's available. Um, just go to uh, LoditoMusic.com and everything will be there. All the information. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate of it. it was 
really, really awesome, like catching up with you and just like talking with you. You're a cool dude. So I appreciate that. Appreciate you, my bro. Always good seeing you. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Man, big shout out to my guy, Laurito, for hopping on today's show. A genuinely good dude. He's, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier in the show, but he actually helped me co-produce uh, a couple tracks on an EP that I dropped a few years ago. And uh, yeah, just a really talented guy. I'm, I'm excited to kind of see his growth right now that he's having as an artist. I think it's a, a beautiful thing, and he definitely deserves everything that's coming to him. Make sure you go check out that video for Really Good Day. I think it's uh, it's just really incredible what he was what he was able to put together. Uh, with, with that one so man big shout out to him now with that in mind man let's kind of tie everything we talked about on today's show in a neat little bow in a segment we call conclusion stew time for conclusion stew mm. all right so i mean not much to be said here it's just another tragedy that that really shows you the current state of this country and the tragic and like just dark irony of of it happening on the 4th of July, right? A a a time when we're supposed to be having this big celebration and and patriotism supposed to be at an all-time high for the quote-unquote greatness of our country, right? And and staring us right in the the face is the flaw, the major flaw of this this country that fails continuously to protect its citizens and and just tragic when you read about the the two-year-old who lost both of his parents and and his father shielding the, his son i mean just terrible story after terrible story you know coming out of this and there's no way around it and i'll be honest i'm at a bit of a loss of how to really genuinely react to this because it's just another day living in america and i don't i don't want it to be that because these people who lost their lives who, who lost loved ones deserve to have the full feeling, you know, of the terrible loss of life that that happened, the tragedy that it that it is, you know, and and I hate to say that we're becoming numb to these because they happen so fucking often, and and it's tough, but you just have to have to keep the faith that these are just dark moments that ultimately will force the hand of of the powers that be to do the right thing and to ban weapons like this, you know to put stricter laws in place like this. I mean, this guy's father who co-signed the gun for him, even, you know, after him having these, these, uh, you know, incidents on his record, like he bears some sort of responsibility, some sort of burden, uh, you know, f- for this as well. And it's just terrible, you know, again, seeing what uh, a semi-automatic weapon, a military grade weapon can do in such a quick amount of time, making the case that these do not need to be out on the street and accessible to the average person. Just just a terrible, terrible tragedy. And it's just one after the other. And it scares the shit out of me that I was able to swipe through Instagram and not feel an onslaught of, of emotion because this has just become normal life here in America. And yeah, I don't I don't know what else to, to say about it. It's just a tragedy in that in, in the sense of the lives lost, but also in the sort of numbness that our, our culture is having when these terrible events happen. Now, moving on from that, obviously, the case of the Supreme Court and the stay in Mexico order, you know, being reversed now is a, a great moment. It obviously is a very small thing in the larger scheme of, of the, you know, issue of, of uh, immigration policy in this country. But it is, you know, at least one step in a positive direction that we can look towards. And, and hopefully, you know, the, the current administration piggybacks off of this to uh 
really do something about helping these people who are just searching for a better life and an escape from from really brutal conditions. And then lastly, what we talked about in, in Puerto Rico, you know, it's inspiring to see the youth culture happening right there who are gathering and being unafraid to protest for all that's happening on the island. And and I hope that people are taking notice. I hope that the local government officials and I hope that anybody here in the mainland is taking notice to the concerns of, of these people because they're justified. You know, their their island is being sold off to the, the highest bidder. And and I'm so happy to see my people fight back and, and organize in this way. My only concern would be that, you know, their their efforts are going to be, you know, um, too small to to defeat this, you know, or that we're too late in in the stage of the game, you know, to to make sure that we don't lose our our island. But you know, again, on, on the sense of positivity, you're seeing what happens when people come together and organize and and fight for what is right. You know, they stopped an entire condominium from being built illegally because they decided to organize and and fight against this. And had they have not. This would have just been another structure that pushes the the local people out. You know, it was the the locals who were protesting this and then investigating, you know, the the permits behind this that ultimately led to the decision for this condominium to be destroyed, uh, to to come down from the courts. So, again, we talked about this last week with my guest Hector, uh, the power of organizing. This is just another example, and we we all just need to to do our part when and where we can. And that's it. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, big shout out to my guest, Larito. You know, uh, I love the conversation about music as well, just pushing, you know, the genre of Latin music further and opening our, our minds as to what Latin music could be. There's so much great music out there right now. So many people are being very experimental in our communities, which I love, love, love. And if you're enjoying this podcast, man, uh, if you haven't yet, I would appreciate if you give us a review and a comment wherever you're listening. You want to check out some merch, dramos.com for that. And at DJ Dramos on Instagram, if you want to be a part of the conversations that we have for our Mi Gente segment. With that said, have an incredible weekend. And I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday for a brand new episode. So then stay safe, please. Uh, I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom there are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.